All right. Uh, this morning, we want to continue in our teaching, and we want to start um, a concept of um, what I would call uh, finishing 2019 uh, strong and um, starting 2020 big. In other words, finishing this year out strong and starting 2020 big. And the point of this is that um, you shouldn't give up on your dreams, all right, for 2019 yet. Uh, that three months is enough time still for God, or more than enough time, rather, uh, for God to work out the fullness of what he has planned for this year. Three months is abundance of time, all right, for God to do it. To you, it might look like, you know, it's just three months left, the year is over, but it's important that you finish it strong. Uh, you, if you're running a relay race and uh, you don't finish a lap strong, uh, it gets more difficult for that other person, even psychologically, right? He, they, he's not energized. The person who is taking the baton next is not energized, all right, to, to put in everything because of the weakness that was shown uh, in the last lap. So it's important that you finish out the entire year strong here. And so I'll be teaching principles about this. And one thing we've got to realize that more important than any other growth producing principle or practice, all right, is the presence and the reality of spiritual empowerment. In other words, right, you might have a, a practice that is supposed to produce results, but there is no spiritual empowerment there. When we say practice to produce results, for example, the seven sons of Sceva, when they tried to cast out the demon, that practice was to produce uh, results there, but it lacked spiritual empowerment. In other words, the presence and the power of God seemed not to be there. So more important than any growth-producing practice is the presence and the reality of spiritual empowerment. In other words, God molded man from the dust of the ground and got the form. But there had to be the breath, which was the life, to empower, right, that particular thing. Now, God had used his hand to mold it right, but there had to be that empowerment there. And in order for us to experience that spiritual empowerment, we are, all right, we must make sure we are joined together with God in prayer and such that he gives us power and wisdom now through his word. In other words, the empowerment comes as a result of joining, getting joined together with God in prayer for the purpose of receiving power and wisdom through his word. So the way to victory, uh, we've learned this, is to pray and to praise God for the victory. But then it's important that we carefully obey the word of God every step of the way. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. So it's, it, we've said the way to victory is, as what uh, David said, 
he said that um, God is worthy to be praised. I shall call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. So the way to victory is to pray and to praise God for the victory, but then to carefully obey the word of God every step of the way. Human solutions apart from God's guidance only brings more problems and it gets more complex. In other words, you are facing a situation and you adopt a human solution instead of waiting for God's guidance all right, what happens is more problems only come and it becomes more complex. Uh, but we've got to understand that that desperation that makes us uh, want to go for human solutions there uh, pushes us, all right, to make mistakes. It's desperation that pushes people to make mistakes. But when you turn that thing over to God, that's the desperation there. It becomes a divine channel in the, hands, in the hands of God for his blessing. Man's problems, when yielded to God, are his opportunities to show love and his power. So the Bible tells us about Jesus, and I heard someone say it's very powerful. And, you know, Jesus took bread and he blessed it. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. Uh, and he took the bread there, blessed it, that's to empower it. And in order for it to be multiplied, he had to break it first. So in order to multiply that thing, it had to be broken. Uh, Jesus said a corn of wheat, except it falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But when it dies, it brings forth much fruit. So it's like taking something that is blessed, and then you say it must die, you break it. And what happens to people is that they believe that that breaking in itself is totally negative. So they don't give God thanks for it, and therefore no multiplication comes out of it. Uh, so Jesus was saying, I in my blessed state, healing all the sick, doing all these miracles, except I go to the cross because it was his body he took and broke it. And he said, this is my body that is broken for you. And when was his body broken? When he went to the cross. And so Jesus was saying, except the corn of wheat experiences the cross and it's broken, it is going to abide alone. So God is blessing a person and says, I want to multiply you. Are you following what I'm saying here? Breaks that person and we don't give thanks. Takes us to the cross and we, crum and we gr uh, grumble. Blesses you in a job and says, now I want to multiply you. Break that job and we get angry. That why did I lose the job? Why did I lose this client? And he says, can't you trust me, which is faithfulness, and give thanks that you are broken because it's out of the brokenness shall come the multiplication. So the key is to mix the word with faithfulness and then you will hear his voice speak to you 
as, as you do what he says, then the results will come. We saw this last week. He said, if you will hear my voice, harden not your heart. Hold fast your confidence and rejoicing of hope firm unto the end. All right? And then he say, went on and says, if you will hear my voice, harden not your heart as in the day of provocation or the day of temptation. All right? So in the day where you are broken, harden not your heart. And he says, you are going to hear my voice. And once you hear my voice, Mary told us, whatsoever he says unto you, do it. I mean, it was an impossible situation where the wine had finished in the feast, and he said, whatsoever he says unto you, do it. So the opportunity to hear his voice and to obey the leading, all right, of God. Now, when we are blessed, we feel, well, we are okay and all of that, but, but there's really no purpose in that life until you experience, all right, the breaking there, right? And then in the breaking there, God can now begin to multiply and begin to do things. So I want to look at four things, all right, uh, that we must have in practice in order to experience this spiritual empowerment as we go on. And the first one is, all right, we talked about joining ourselves together with God in prayer, and then he gives us power and wisdom through his word. So we unite ourselves with God in prayer, and then the result, all right, comes as we get power and wisdom from his word. So the first step is to pray, all right, with faith from a pure heart. In other words, we're saying that, and we're going back to the things that you have in your heart, all right, pray with faith from a pure heart. What do we mean from a pure heart? Uh, Psalm 24 from verse 3 to 5. It says, Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? It says, He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, and has not lifted up his soul to vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Now look back at it. He that hath, he shall receive blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of salvation. All right, verse Verse 4 is what I want us to look at. Verse 4, it says here, He that hath a clean heart, and it says, and a pure, clean hand, and a pure heart. And it talks about, he has not, all right, sworn there, all right, uh, lifted up his soul to vanity. And now someone will come out and say that, well, that was in the Old Testament, all right, in the New Testament, Right? Whichever way we are, we just go to God. But look at what James said. Put up James chapter 4 and verse 8, 7. It says, Submit yourselves therefore unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands. It's the same thing. He that has clean hands and a pure heart. Yes, sinners, which means sinners means where you have missed it. And purify your heart, you're double-minded. That's what it says. So when it says praying with faith from a pure heart, number one, what you've got to do is that in order for there to be spiritual empowerment, confess any known sin. 
which means you know that this practice is sinful, bring it to God in prayer. All right, don't just continue. Bring that thing to God in prayer. Now, don't run away from God because of what is wrong, all right, with your life and think, all right, you can please him by your own human struggle to get victory. Let me repeat that, right? Confess your known fault or sin to God. Bring, all right, don't think you can please him by, which means running away from him and pleasing him in your own human struggle in order to come to him. Now, when he says come with a pure heart, clean hands, like he came to Adam, Adam was running away and God said, look, the solution will be found in me, not running away from me. So bring it to God because your human struggle cannot take you, cannot cause you to overcome sin. You can't do it in yourself. But when you bring it to him in prayer, then ask him to turn your heart away from it. In other words, for God to produce that repentance inside you. That's the way it's done. For any good thing that you will do, God is the one who has to be at work in you, both for you to will it and then for you to do of his own good pleasure. So you can't do anything that is right in the eyes of God by doing it without God. It's God himself that will do it. So you bring it up to God in prayer and confess it and ask him to cleanse and turn your heart away from it. Now you can use these Psalms, Psalm 119 and verse 25. All right, quickly go to Psalm 119 and verse 25. Blessed, it says, my soul cleaveth unto the dust. That it's, it's cleaving, all right, to fleshly and carnal things. Quicken, uh, Psalm 125, quicken thou me according to thy word. In other words, God has given you his word about something, but your soul is cleaving to carnality. David said to God, my soul cleaveth to dust. That's his confession. Quicken thou me according to thy word. Now remember Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2. The Bible says when we were dead in our trespasses and in our sins, all right, it says, and you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and what? Sins. In other words, to get you out of that condition, God did something that is called quickening. To quicken is to give life to that particular thing there. That's why it says if you see your brother sin a sin, that be not unto death, you shall ask life for him. That is, you will ask that he be quickened. So the issue there is that the soul that is cleaving to that particular thing, and what the Bible says, inordinate affection, which means has an affection for what is sinful, right, needs to be quickened. So bring your heart to God in prayer, all right, and ask him to quicken you according to the standard of his word. Psalm 119 and verse 37. All right, Psalm 119, verse 37. 
It says, turn away my eyes from beholding what? Vanity. And quicken thou me in thy way. So David was saying, you can't do it by yourself. Are you following what I'm saying here? He said, turn away mine eyes from beholding vanity. All right? And quicken thou me in thy way. So he says, turn it away. So it's an act of God, all right, inside a man to get that done. Right? Then verse 40. 11940. Behold, I have longed after thy precepts, so quicken me in thy righteousness. In other words, I've desired to keep your word, so there has to be an act of quickening. In other words, a person who isn't quickened by God or by the Holy Spirit, who gives life to our mortal bodies. It says, if Christ be in you, you have life, all right, because of righteousness, but the body is dead because of sin. But if the spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells inside you, then it will solve the sin problem in the flesh by quickening your mortal body. You see what he's saying there? He says, so you are no longer a debtor to the flesh because of the quickening effect of the spirit. You see what we're saying here? But we have to pray that thing. Do you get this here? It's not automatic. Which means you have to ask the Holy Spirit to quicken you in that specific area. All right? And to go to him in prayer. And, and reason is because people, you know, it's, it's this teaching, and I understand this one day I'll talk about it. If we are going to really have a reformation in the church of Jesus that people are calling for, it starts with a doctrinal reformation. All right? Something is wrong with the doctrine because a doctrine is a system of truth by which you live. Which means that if something is rampant, then the system, all right, people are living under is not right. That's what God was saying. When he said, he says, finding, the Bible says, if the first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for the second. But finding fault, he didn't say with it, but finding fault with them. In other words, he said the system that they were living under was faulty. He said, and that faultiness there, all right, was seen in the lives of the people. So we need to re-examine it, and, and, and that's why I did a play on the scriptures to show you something. I first of all went to Psalms and said, who shall I send to the holy hill? And then I know you will say, no, because of the blood of Jesus Christ, we just ascend as we want to ascend. So I did that to show you that first of all, you said no, then I went to James to show that James said the same thing, as draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. Except you said James is not New Testament. And he says, resist the devil, he will flee from you. Peter quoted that, except he said, Peter, all of them are not. All right? So God is not saying, go and do it by yourself, independent of me. He is saying that if there's any issue, bring it in specific terms to me and ask that I quicken you, all right, in that area. Right? So the life of God comes in. So the soul is holding to the thing as you're pumping life. It's like, and you're doing that. That's why he says, you will ask life for him, all right? And as life comes in, the soul now begins to turn away from that particular thing. Then finally, Psalm 119, verse 148 and 149. All right. My eyes prevent night watches that I may meditate in the word. All right. Next verse. Hear my voice according to thy loving kindness, which is thy mercy. O Lord, quicken me according to thy judgment. All right. So it's to quicken you. So... Go to God, all right, and ask him for that. Very important. 
Uh, second thing also here, when we talk about, all right, praying with faith from a pure heart, Mark 11 and verse 25. And this also is important for spiritual empowerment. Okay? I think, right? Oscar Thegin who said that if Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty three, 23, as whosoever shall say to this mountain, and went into 24, and said, all right, in 24, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, and then came to 25, put back 25, and the only thing he mentioned that could be a blessing blocker was this. He said, and when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any, that your Father who is in heaven might also forgive you. Now, the reason why we say this, or that's so important, is that many people that are tired in their Christian work who are wounded, all right, uh, might be coming out of a crisis situation. In other words, you experience something this year you weren't expecting, and most of the time what keeps people stuck is that people played a role in the crisis, and so they've developed animosity towards someone or people who have robbed them of wrongly, hurt you in your interaction, all right, in that particular crisis situation. All right, so many Christians, the tiredness and lack of zeal is a result of the wounds and hurts they've received from others. And the way to get out of that, all right, is to, and to exercise yourself because that's the breaking process. That's God taking you and then breaking you, all right? The hands of men are involved, right? And you gave him thanks for that, okay? But do what Jesus also did on the cross, Pray for those, all right, people that are involved. In other words, you've been hurt by a person or people. Pray for those people. This is spiritual empowerment. Now, I'm talking about how spiritual power comes in the lives of people, all right? Without doing this, all right, you might be confessing, but that's what Satan uses, right? Uh, it becomes the accuser of the brethren, which means he builds an accusation in your own heart against somebody else. And when you overcome the accuser, inside your own heart, then the kingdom of God can come within your life. You hear what I said? Yeah. All right? Many times say, well, the accuser of brethren, which means somebody on the outside is accusing you, but accuser of brethren can be that, you know, that's why the Bible says, be angry but sin not, and do not give any place to Satan, which means that if you are angry towards somebody, right, you can open a door to Satan, who is the accuser of the brethren, to build an accusation in your spirit against that person, so what happens there is there's animosity arise towards that individual. And when James said, you have not because you ask not, and when you ask, you receive not, he said, because you ask to consume it on your lust, he had earlier on said, where's the wars and fighting coming comes from a lust. In other words, all right, settle all wars inside your heart. Pray for these individuals, Okay. So take time out to pray for these people, all right? And take time out to sort it out inside your spirit. Uh, I, I remember, I think it was Dr. Younger Cho, who spoke about a, a situation, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was a situation that he needed God's power to deal, uh, and something had happened in his life, and said, and another woman also in the church, all right, an elder woman who had some cancerous things she had to deal with, and realized that while she was praying, she realized that she had been deeply offended in her son-in-law. While she was just praying, she saw that she had that animosity, deep animosity inside her heart 
two words came, and as she resolved it in the place of prayer, that's why this can only be done in prayer, not outside prayer. Put up Mark eleven twenty five. These things are done with God, not without God to show God you are obeying him. Do you hear what I said? It's God that produces it. It says, and when you stand praying, which means you can't do it outside the place where God is the one helping you to forgive. Do you get what I'm saying here? So it's as you are praying, all right, the power of God can come in and remove that. So it's not a question of saying, I am going to be perfect before I come to God. All right, but I'm saying when I come to him and I'm praying there, he will help me resolve issues there. He said, come, let us reason together. Though thy sins be as scarlet, I shall make them white as snow. So it's in that interaction. And that's where you get joined to the Lord. All right, that's where your heart now gets united because you have released that thing to God there. And at the same time, you've released the forgiveness. All right, release of forgiveness there. And then in a practical sense, fellowship starts between you and God and your heart gets united there. All right, and that's what it means to resist the devil. All right, it's not, it's not that it's on the outside. It's the, it's, the, it's the inside that is doing things, all right? So you resist it. Look, look, uh, Satan could not conquer Adam until he got Adam to disobey God. Uh, so, so Satan can successfully attack if he doesn't get you to walk outside. So his real power is in. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818 600 0082. God bless you.